Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandy. Today is part number two of what we began yesterday, talking about how were people saved in the Old Testament. And what we found out by the end of the broadcast, they're saved the same way we are. It's always been by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Call him Jehovah then, Jesus Christ today. And today we're going to amplify greatly on that and tell you the plan of salvation has always been simple. Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian. Hello, welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Today we're taking up the second part of a two-part, one-single lesson on faith for salvation. This is coming under our study of theology. And we have studied God himself. We've talked about faith, uh, it, the walk of faith. But we're, today we're talking about faith for salvation, Old Testament and new, because it's never, ever changed. And uh, in the broadcast yesterday, we laid the foundation for this, and I trust that you got it, because it's so simple. God has never changed his method for coming into heaven. It's always been by faith in his son, what we call the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, they called him Jehovah, the second member of the Godhead, or the manifested member of the Godhead. So, and we left off yesterday with uh, talking about Hebrews chapter one, verses one and two. We're gonna talk about here, again, God approaches man always different, every dispensation, but in each dispensation after God approaches man, man approaches God in the same way, by grace, through faith. Hebrews chapter one, verses one and two says this, God who at different times, palumeros is the Greek word, and it means different time periods and in different ways. This is palutropos, and that's exactly what it means. God who in different time periods and in different ways spoke in time past. Time past is the Old Testament, and the Old Testament is going to include five dispensations. He spoke to the fathers through the prophets, as in these last days, that's the New Testament, spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the ages. And the Greek word I own means dispensation. So God spoke to man in different dispensations, and he spoke to them in different time periods and in different ways. And he spoke to them in those time periods called dispensations that he created. He made the ages and he made them through his son, Jesus Christ. So the Old Testament is divided into five time periods what we call dispensations. I'm a dispensational theologist. I believe that God deals very much incrementally in time periods, much like puzzle pieces. Each fits inside the other. And in each dispensation, though man fell in each dispensation, God slowly began to build back a consciousness of God in the hearts of his people. So in the Old Testament, it's divided into five time periods or dispensations. The first one was the dispensation of innocence. At the end of that, Adam and Eve fell. The next one was the dispensation of conscience, where God just simply said, let every man do what's right in his own eyes. And so that ended in chaos. Then came human government. Human government came along. And at the end of that time, we have them building the Tower of Babel. Then after that came the dispensation of promise, because after that, time period, Abraham appeared and God gave him a promise. After the dispensation of promise came the dispensation of the law. And the law is the one that came just before the New Testament. And the New Testament we live in today called the church age is another time period. So there's five dispensations in the Old Testament, one dispensation in the New Testament, and then there'll be one more 
after that in the uh, at the closing of the church age and uh, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to this earth to rule and reign and that final seventh dispensation will be the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. In each time period, in each dispensation, how God approached man has always been different. He met, walked and talked with them in the garden. Then he, they heard God's audible voice. This is how, again, Noah knew to build the ark. Angels came and God spoke through angels, through a burning bush. He spoke through dreams. He spoke through fire by night. He spoke by a cloud by day. He spoke to a prophet through a donkey. He spoke to the prophets again there and also the heathen by a handwriting on the wall. We have so many different ways that God approached man in the Old Testament because God is a God of infinite variety and all different ways. But how... Man, after he received the message in so many different ways, wanted to approach God. He's always approached God the very same way, every dispensation by grace through faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and the beginning of chapter 12 talks about the heroes of faith. And the heroes of faith are mentioned before, during, and after the law. And guess what the common denominator is in Hebrews chapter 11? Without faith, without faith, without faith, and then by faith, by faith, by faith, and faith is the denominator that goes all the way through chapter 11, right on into the opening of chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse six says this, in the chapter on the heroes of faith, without faith, it is and always has been. I'm going to throw that in there. Without faith, it is and always has been impossible to please God. That's to be saved and to live a righteous life because we're even told in the Old Testament, the just shall live by faith. I'm quoting to you out of the book of Romans on that one where Paul quoted and said, the just shall live by faith, but he was actually quoting an Old Testament verse. The Old Testament said, the just not only become just by faith, but they live by faith. And so we find in the, all these verses of scripture in Hebrews chapter 11, 6, just to cap, uh, just to capsulize some of these, by faith, Abel before the law, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, and all of those were before the law. All of those were before the law and all listed out there together. And guess how they came to a salvation experience? By faith. Guess how they grew enough to even be called a hero of faith? By faith. And so then it switches to Moses. It's the time of the law. So we have Rahab, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets were all during the law. So chapter 11 deals with those from the time of the fall, after the fall of uh, Adam and Eve, and we start there with Abel. We go all the way down the list and then through the times of the law, and then now we come to the end of that, and in chapter 12, verse 1 says, therefore we also, verse 1, Hebrews 12, 1, therefore we also. Who are we also after the law? I mean, think about that. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, all before the law. Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, all during the law, chapter 12, verse 1, we also, after the law. And what's the theme of chapter 12? Faith, Hebrews eleven six. 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. God has always been there, always teaching us, always telling us the one thing that tells Again, I that I am saved and that I am walking with God is my faith life, and that's what God is looking for. So again, it comes back to it. This is what the Word of God has always taught. How were they saved? How was Samuel saved? How was David saved? How was Noah saved? How was Enoch saved? How was Gideon, Barak, Samson? How were they all saved? They had faith 
in the Lord Jesus Christ, they called him Jehovah, and it was accounted to them for righteousness. What about Bob today? What about you today? Therefore, we also, we also simply means that we come to the Lord in simple faith. We recognize him as our Lord and Savior. We accept him as our Lord. We walk with him as our Savior. We become grown in the things of God. And Jesus even told the multitudes around him after they were saved, if you continue in my word. Notice this, when we get saved, we start in the word. And Jesus says, now if you continue in my word, then you'll be my disciples. So salvation comes by faith and then also growing in God comes by faith. And he says, we also, are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. All those that were listed back in Hebrews chapter 11 have left the uh, racetrack and gone into the grandstands. They're rooting us on. And what are they rooting us on in? Not the law. They're rooting us on to keep running the race by faith. Each hero received the Lord and salvation by a faith. Then they approach daily growth and spirituality by faith also. The heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11 span the times before and during the law and faith has been and always has been God's plan even into today. So faith has never changed because God has always been a God of faith. Two Old Testament examples of salvation by faith are presented in Romans chapter four. And in Romans chapter four, Paul does the same thing here he does in, in chapter 11 of Hebrews. In Romans chapter four, verses one through three, we find out that Abraham was saved by grace through faith and Abraham was before the law. Then in chapter four, verses six through eight, David rejoiced in the finished work of salvation by faith. That's righteousness without works, having happiness, knowing his sins had been removed and his trespasses were not imputed to him anymore. Abraham was saved by grace through faith before the law. David was saved by grace through faith during the law. Me, you, we are saved by grace through faith after the law. Hebrews 11, six, without faith, it is impossible to please God for he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In other words, what am I saying? If salvation has always been by faith, then the gospel is eternal. It's always been the means from the time that God put Adam and Eve on this earth and knew they were gonna sin, but already had a plan for them that when they did sin, he had a plan of redemption. That plan of redemption is still in effect today. It wasn't something momentary just for Adam and Eve and a few of their descendants that he switched over to something else and then brought in Moses who introduced the law. No, none of that was God's plan as far as salvation was concerned. As far as educating his people on how to present the gospel, then yes. If the means of salvation and spirituality has always been faith, then the same gospel has to be preached today as was preach back then. Hebrews chapter four and verse two says this, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. And in this chapter, chapter three and chapter four, he's discussing the wilderness generation who came out of Egypt. Notice that again, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, that wilderness generation. So if the gospel is eternal, that means something else too. Jesus Christ is the eternal savior. He's always been the means of salvation. There's nothing outside of him. The law is outside of him. The law helps to point to the Lord. Again, like we have a Bible, but we can't grab the Bible and say, now I've received salvation. The Bible tells us how to get saved, who to go to, how to open our hearts and receive him as Lord and savior. The Bible was only my schoolmaster, my teacher to show me how to get saved. That's what the law was. 
the Old Testament saints were saved and matured as his disciples and were delivered on what Jesus was yet to do. Isaiah prophesied of what Jesus would do for his generation over 500 years later by bringing Jesus Christ in. Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and those us's were 500 years before Jesus Christ came. But he said he's just as valid today. When Jesus hung on the cross, his hands pointed in two directions, back to the past and toward the future, all the way back to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden to the last person that will ever be born and receive Jesus as Lord and Savior before everybody has a resurrection body on earth. And by those two hands pointed that direction, they pointed toward him in their day in the Old Testament, unto us the child is born, unto us the son is given. And today we look back on the work of Jesus Christ because why? Jesus Christ is the only means of salvation and through his blood and through faith in him, we have redemption. I will see you right after the break. Bible doctrines are easy to understand. They only seem difficult because they often come disguised as complicated or deep sounding concepts but their explanations are simple. In Theology Simplified, Volume 2, Bob Yandian breaks down eight more foundational doctrines that will bring strength and stability to your Christian life. Twelve messages include the Bible doctrines of advocacy, the church, dispensations, the fall of man, the study of God, the judgments, faith for salvation, and unlimited atonement. These 12 episodes from the Student of the Word broadcasts are available as audio CDs, video DVDs, or both audio and video on a USB flash drive. To order Theology Simplified Volume 2, visit our website at bobyandian.com. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Without the Word of God, our lives would be unstable and without direction. There would be no hope for believers or, for that matter, the entire world. In this seven-part series, Pastor Bob Yandian emphasizes and explains the vital necessity of the Word of God in the life of every believer. Sermon titles include A More Sure Word of Prophecy, The Inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God's Reputation, The Wisdom of God's Word, the merchandise of wisdom, wisdom, riches, and honor, and Jesus, our wisdom. To order Importance of the Word, go to bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on partnership. All right, welcome back. Let's go back to that verse of scripture we just left in Isaiah 9, 6, where Isaiah pointing to the work of Jesus Christ about to come in Isaiah chapter 9. And boy, does he do a great job in Isaiah chapter 53, where he talks about the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. But in Isaiah 9, 6, he says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a, sin is, a son is given. And what he was simply saying that verse of scripture is that the child who was born and the son who was given, the child that was born is humanity, and then the son who was given 
is the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ because he already existed. The child had to be born, but the son was already there and just given. And they both, both came together in one person, Jesus Christ, the God man. And he said, the one that was born, that unique one born was for us too. Again, 500 years before the cross. And so in our day, the church age, we are saved and matured by what Jesus did for us in the past over 2000 years ago. Romans chapter one, verses 16 and 17 says this. Paul says this, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Notice this, everyone is everyone, not just everyone in his day, everyone who's ever needed salvation, everyone who will ever need salvation, for in it, that is in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. From faith is saving faith and to faith is living faith. So from faith, salvation to faith in daily life, it all comes back to it. We received it with the righteousness of God. As it is written, here it is, Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. The just who have been saved shall now live by faith. So when I got saved, and I received Jesus, that salvation came to me, and now I approach daily growth by faith. So the same faith that saved me, I need to continue in because it now is going to equip me for daily life. And again, Jesus said to those who just believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, the truth will make you free. So notice this, this was in Habakkuk that even told him long before the church came along is those who have been saved by faith will also grow by faith. And this again is salvation, but also discipleship. As Jesus hung on the cross again, those two hands pointing in different directions, he settled the sin and curse issue all the way back to Adam on one side and then toward the last person who will ever be saved on the other side. You see, this is what happened when the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea. They crossed the Red Sea and the sea parted in two directions. And it simply means all the way back on this side, they're saved, all the way on that side, they were saved and they walked through. And so no sins of the past, no sins of the future could ever stop them. And this is what happened when we walked in with Jesus into salvation is that sea parted in two directions and all the way back to Adam and all the way to the other side, when the last person ever saved will be saved, it's always going to come back to everyone was justified by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They might have called him Jehovah. We call him Jesus Christ. But salvation has and always will be the only method, faith in Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved than through the name of Jesus Christ. The same gospel deserves the same response by whoever hears and puts his faith in the message of the good news. And the one who the message is about is Jesus Christ. So you know what that means? The Great Commission is eternal. It started in the past and it goes all the way until the time when there's nobody left to get saved. So for the whole realm of mankind, it goes on. It started and will go all the way till that time. We could say better, it's everlasting. It comes from God who is eternal, but it will last all the way till the last person receives Jesus. If the gospel has always been the same, then listen to this, the Great Commission must have always been the same also, and that's true. The Great Commission for evangelism given to Israel in the Old Testament was the same Great Commission given to the church today. Paul declared the Great Commission was given to Israel first, 
Romans chapter 10, verses 15 and 16 says this, how shall they preach unless they are sent as it is written? You'd think this was a New Testament verse. No, it's Isaiah 52, seven, the one we started with. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Notice how Paul states it. They preach the gospel of peace. In Isaiah's day on the mountains, their feet came and preached the gospel of peace who bring glad tidings and that's good news of good things, but they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah says in Isaiah 53, one, Lord who has believed our report, the those who have believed is faith and the report is the gospel. Lord who has really put their faith in the gospel report? Well, many did and many are today and they continued through the centuries. Many have to hear the report first and then put faith in it. Paul called the message of the Old Testament, the gospel. You know why? It's to take into the world by the feet of Israel as the gospel is taken today. The gospel has not changed. It is faith in the work of Jesus on the cross. The results of salvation have changed. We have greater things today when we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. I might get into that a little later, but for right now, when we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, all the wonderful things given to us outnumber those before the cross. And God was just waiting for Jesus to come and the first to receive him. And he's given us so many great things today, but the way you get saved has never changed. It's always been by grace through faith. So the report to believe was the gospel. The verse in Isaiah begins the one of the greatest redemption chapters in the Bible on salvation, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, one says, the arm of the Lord is revealed to those who believe the report. The arm of the Lord is redemption and is revealed to those who believe the report and the report is the gospel. So Jesus Christ was raised up by the arm of God. The arm of the Lord brought redemption. All of hell came against all of heaven and the greatest battle that ever took place was at Jesus Christ at the time of his resurrection. But the time lasted and Jesus Christ arose from the dead and he spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. The gospel to the world did not include the law. I'm gonna say that again. The gospel in the Old Testament presented to the world did not include the law. They were never to take the law or animal sacrifices to the world. Their feet were to take glad tidings, good news, the gospel. Jonah didn't take the law to Nineveh, but the simple message of repent. He didn't walk down the street saying, stop eating pork and shrimp and observe these particular days. No, he walked down the street and used one word, repent. And you know what? They listened and they fell on their knees and from the king down to the peasants in the street, they received the Lord as their savior. And then of course, after that, Jonah got mad because it was so simple. He didn't want those in Nineveh to receive the Lord. And so that just showed even the, the obstinance and the prejudice of the man preaching how much he hated the Gentiles, but he preached the gospel anyway. And even though it came from an unclean vessel, the people repented and fell on their knees and accepted the Lord as their savior. The Jewish leaders corrupted the simplicity of faith for salvation and spirituality into the difficulty of keeping the law. Whenever they preached, they took the law with them. They always taught the law. When Jesus came, Israel's message was no longer faith, but salvation by keeping the law. The religious leaders were only interested in turning Gentiles into proselytes or people who kept the law as Gentiles. They wanted to have Gentiles who acted like Jews, and he called it proselytes. 
instead of making converts by faith through grace. This is brought out in Matthew 23, 15, where Jesus chewed out the religious leaders. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You travel land and sea. That's good. They're supposed to travel land and sea. The gospel is to be taken by feet over mountains. He says you travel land and sea, but ah, wrong message to win one proselyte, not a convert, a proselyte. And when he is one, you make him twice as much the son of hell as you are yourselves. He was so angry because they went out and turned Gentiles into Jews and they made them religious Jews of which they were not supposed to. They, they came out and they produced law keepers and they were not supposed to produce law keepers. They were supposed to produce converts, people who accepted the Lord as savior because Israel was not to take the law to the nations. The law was given to them because Israel failed God took the great commission from them and gave it to the church for a period of time in Matthew 21 and verse 43, the kingdom of heaven will be taken from you and given to a nation, that's the church, bearing the fruits of it. Romans 11:25, Paul says, I do not cease brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own opinion that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. During the church age, there is a partial blindness of Israel, but the moment the church is gone, that partial blindness will be removed and the gospel will be again presented by the Jewish nation. God's going to take that and make them the custodians, make them the overseers of first of all, the message of salvation and next of all, the word of God. The church today is the custodians of the gospel and the word of God. We have the message until we're taken out of the earth and then the gospel, the great commission will be given back to Israel again for seven years during the tribulation and Israel will again become the custodians of the gospel and the custodians of the word of God. The message of the gospel will then be taught again as the gospel of the kingdom. Matthew 24 and verse 14, I don't have a lot of time to get into this, but think about this. It says, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world. That is a message for the tribulation. During the church age, we do not preach the gospel of the kingdom, we preach the gospel. Nowhere did Jesus tell us to preach the gospel of the kingdom. That was what the Jews did before the day of Pentecost came. But once that he gave them the great commission, it was always go into all the world and preach the gospel. The gospel of the kingdom that will start up again at the time when Jesus takes the church out of here, the earth shifts to the time, seven years of the, the last seven years of the Jewish age will again come back to as soon as these seven years are over, the kingdom's going to come and Jesus Christ will rule on the earth forever. I want to find one more verse of scripture for you. Romans 10 verses 9 and 10, the simplicity of salvation. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know what? It's a simp so simple that a fool couldn't err in it. If you're watching right now and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, every road outside of the one that leads to the cross is wrong. Jesus said, well, I don't know, that sounds a little arrogant. Well, find out in eternity he was right, and he wasn't trying to be arrogant. He was confident. He knew exactly what he was doing. So why don't you just open up your heart right now and accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. Lord, I commit my life to you. I give it to you. I get off the throne of my life. In Jesus Christ, I turn over the rulership, and I turn over the lordship of my life to you. And I receive you now as Lord and Savior. If you prayed that prayer, would you write me? 
or just you know get on the internet and get over to my address and just tell us you accepted Jesus Christ because this broadcast. All I can say is welcome to the kingdom of God forever. We will see you next time. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.